TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number two of our broadcast. Boy, this is really, really interesting. Oh, my goodness. Wow. This text line. Was scrolling away during the break. You ready for this? Let's start here. Um, this is from the Upstate. Vince, for the most part, those that say Griner broke a Russian law and deserves to rot in jail are white male Trump supporters. And since Griner is a woman, black and a lesbian, that's three strikes against her. She can really rot in jail. Okay. A Marine doesn't expect to be traded, but a queer WNBA player who won't stand for her country does. Wow. Vince, the drug cartels will now slip across the border and start kidnapping elected officials. Just a matter of time. Vince Biden also needs to pick up the Bible and the art of war. (laughs) All right. Republicans need to stop saying what the Democrats are doing wrong and what they're going to do that's right. That's why they can't win a darn election. Wow. Vince, why aren't conservatives screaming about the State Department's poor negotiation skills? We should have gotten 10 Americans for that piece of scum. I really disagree with you. But you don't think Brittany, being a black lesbian woman, didn't leap her to the top in this LGBT crazed presidency. Love you, Barbara. I, I told you, I, I think ultimately the Russians, they love, see, this is a win-win for the Russians because they love the division that is promoted by people like Brittany Griner. They love it. It's a win-win. And they got their, their arms dealer back. There's absolutely nothing they lost here. Zero. Vince, I'm sorry, but I take some issue with a former state senator or representative, whoever he was. We can talk about liberal Republicans all we want. Principles do matter, yes. But you know what else matters? Primaries. He missed that part. When you have less than 20% participation in primaries. Hmm. Who's really at fault? Politicians or us voters? To me, it's either get more involved in the primaries or cry my hands full. I hear you, Jeff. 
Vince, is there a unified, cohesive strategy to help grow the Republican base? If not, we have no chance of retaking the White House in 2024. On top of that, Trump is selfishly causing unneeded discord and division in the Republican Party. Much of the electorate is tired of the stolen election rhetoric. Yes, they indeed are. <laughs> Vince headline, Lockerbie, Lockerbie bombing suspect in custody. Great. Now we have a high-value asset who can be traded in case an important American is seized abroad, like maybe Pee Wee Herman or Admiral Rachel Levine. Alan out of Spartanburg, you are cruel. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Okay. This texture says Russia had all the cards in negotiations. USA had nothing. Yep, that's how this works. One big goose egg. So, where do we go from here? Let's talk about 2024. As you know, Donald Trump's the only one's announced for 2024. But two of his most ardent supporters are wondering what in the heck is going on with this guy. I, I, I have to be honest with you. I could deal with Larry Kudlow, but I've got to tell you, I could not stand Kellyanne Conway. Oh, my gosh. She just drove me crazy. I mean, seriously, you remember when Trump said he could shoot somebody in New York and wouldn't lose support? That's Kellyanne Conway. And and here's what's different about Kellyanne. Kellyanne would figure out a way to explain that it really wasn't a shooting or it wasn't a killing or whatever it was. She was that bad in defending anything and everything about this man. Well, now, especially after this meeting with Kanye West, and I refuse to call him Ye or whatever stupid name. See, these people changing their names. It, it just shows these folks have some serious psychological issues. But that's for another show. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Laura can help him. But it was interesting to hear a little bit of a discussion that took place. Larry Kudlow had a conversation with Kellyanne Conway about what we're watching, the Trump implosion. Here are their comments. Kellyanne, um... There's constructive things I want to talk about, but I want to clear the air. I want to get this out of here. I don't understand what our former boss is doing. I love the guy, but I do not understand Kanye West hanging out with white nationalists, hanging out with anti-Semitic people, talking about ending the Constitution or postponing the Constitution. I don't get it. I don't know why he's saying it. And if he says it, why hasn't he given, you know, apologize for it or, or corrected the record or something because he's losing support left and right. I hear it everywhere. Look, for me, me, this one's easy. There's no place for a seat at the table, let alone in a, a polite American discourse for the kind of white supremacy that this Nick Fuentes person who, yeah. like the president, I didn't know anything about him before either, but it took me about 10 seconds to figure him out once I needed to research him. And I'm very concerned that <laughs> there, there isn't a system in place where the president isn't buttonholed into sitting across the table at Mar-a-Lago, where you and I have been many times mm -hmm. having dinner with him, Larry, a system in place where folks are vetted and then seated, and there are no surprises at the last moment because your guest is bringing another guest. Yeah. 
uh, they're bewildered <laughs> by what has happened. And this shows a pattern we've seen in recent weeks with diminishing support for the president, the former president. <laughs> I love this text. Vince Trump was easy to defend. He was always right. <laughs> I sure hope that's a joke. I really do. But this is interesting. A new CNBC survey. And it's communicating something that I think we've heard over and over again. Are you ready for this? A majority of Americans don't want Biden or Trump to run again in 2024. No thanks. That's how majorities of the public responded when the CNBC All-America Economic Survey asked if President Joe Biden or former President Donald Trump should run again for president. The survey found 61% of the public think Trump should not seek the presidency. Compare it with 30% who believe he should. 70% say Biden should not run for a second term. Only 19% supporting a run. Substantial numbers in each politician's own party prefer their names not be on the ballot, including 37% of Republicans who don't want Trump to run, along with 61% of independents and 88% of Democrats. For Biden... 57% of Democrats say he shouldn't stand for office in 2024, along with 66% of independents, 86% of Republicans. We want to see some new faces, some fresh blood. What do you think about this? Stay with us. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
of similar messages here on the text line. This texture saying 20 to 40 percent of all registered voters in primaries show the lack of genuine candidates all across the board, not just Republicans. Elections are literally won or lost in primaries. Who in their right mind wants to go through the political gauntlet? Also, this Vince, 99 percent of the people feel, though, I have nothing to say about who will be on the ballot. And one percent will have everything to do with who ends up on the ballot. Dean, very skeptical about the choices that are before us. Understandably so. So, I am curious about something. As you know, I'm a big aviation nerd. And I was quite intrigued by a story I came across. I saw this first last week, but when I saw this a second time, I thought, oh my goodness, this must be getting serious. This story reported in The Drive, The Drive Online. Are you ready for this? How many of you fly on a regular basis? And what's your sense of comfort and your sense of security tied to the fact that you have two people in the cockpit? I think many of us feel very good about that, right? I was debating what to share first, but I think it would be a good idea to touch on something that happened just a couple of weeks ago. Well, it turns out a very unfortunate situation transpired on this particular flight. An American Eagle pilot suffered a medical emergency shortly after taking off from O'Hare International Airport. The pilot at that American Eagle Envoy Flight 3556 later died at an area hospital. The co-pilot was heard calmly telling air traffic controllers about what had happened and asked for paramedics. He turned the plane around, landed safely back at O'Hare. 57 passengers and crew members on board. I share that. Before I tell you about what is an ongoing discussion, here's the headline. Airlines are pushing to legalize one-pilot cockpits. Airlines feel aircraft technology has advanced to the point where co-pilots are no longer necessary, and they want to save money. So a push to save costs, as well as alleviate pilot shortage issues, airlines are lobbying the FAA and the European Union Aviation Safety Agency to allow one-pilot cockpits. According to FAA regulations, all commercial aircraft are required to have two pilots, a captain and a co-pilot. However, airlines are pushing to get the FAA to reconsider the need for a co-pilot, at least in non-passenger cargo aircraft at first. Understandably, airline pilots unions, they're pushing back hard on this one. According to airlines, reducing the cockpit headcount by half will drastically help to reduce costs, especially during the post-COVID pilot shortage. During the COVID pandemic, airlines were given heavy financial assistance from the federal government. The fine print 
forbids airlines from furloughing or laying off employees. So to save costs, airlines offered attractive early retirement packages. About 8% of employees took them. That slashed the amount of available pilots for post-pandemic air travel. So airlines from 40 different countries, including the U.S., U.K., Germany, and Australia, want permission to run single-pilot aircraft. But there are a few difficult hurdles to clear before they get it. The biggest hurdle, convincing the pilot unions. Not only would this single pilot proposal reduce the need for pilots, thus reducing available jobs, but captains also really like having co-pilots. Co-pilots shoulder a huge load by handling most of the necessary pre-flight checklists, monitoring the plane's various mechanical and electronic systems, even flying the plane in some cases. And in case of an emergency, co-pilots can either assist in dealing with issues or even take over the controls while the captain handles other tasks. Most importantly, though, co-pilots offer redundancy. They are there to take over if something happens to the captain, which is why most captains feel more comfortable when there's someone there to have their backs. Another hurdle for airlines, the public one. The writer of this article says, I'm not sure about you. I certainly feel far more comfortable being 30,000 feet in the air, strapped in a tin can, being hurled across the sky at 500 miles an hour. With a second set of hands on the controls, airlines are going to have to work hard to change public opinion and comfort levels about ditching co-pilots just because they want to save some money. Admittedly, aviation and autopilot technologies, they've... Both become incredibly advanced, and planes could probably fly just fine with one pilot. However, I'm not so sure I'm comfortable with an inflatable automatic pilot taking over if the captain gets sick from eating the fish. (laughs) What do you think about this? How comfortable would you feel if they were to make a change to... Passenger aircraft. And again, they emphasize, for starters, they're talking about cargo at the beginning. But down the road, you know this would transition once people see there's an actual safety record. This texture says, what if the captain has to go to the bathroom? Well, <laughs> there you go. Uh... This person says, we have pilots dropping dead for no reason. Now they want to just have one pilot? And this, I watch Mayday. Airplane disasters every Saturday. I would not fly. Even if they have 15 pilots. That's from JT. JT, we're kindred spirits. I love that show. Air crash investigation. I've watched all 23 seasons. It's... Quite a show. If you've not watched it, you ought to check it out. It's uh, really, really um, provides a great perspective. And I think the key thing, I I tell people all the time, it's not just some sensationalized uh, programs, but basically they show you how aviation is safer because of the investigations that have taken place over the years. We've all benefited from this. We're going to have a little fun on the aviation subject. I came across a really funny 
version of the pre-flight announcements. This is hilarious. We're going to share that as we continue the broadcast. And we're going to talk about, really, the most ridiculous thing I found over the weekend. Well, there are a couple of ridiculous items. <laughs> Stay with us. Some interesting items tomorrow for Transformation Tuesday, Lord willing. <laughs> Boy, there are some classics, some audio that's going to blow your mind, especially if it's not something that you have been exposed to. I know that's a huge tease. It's like, what in the world could that possibly be? Hopefully you will find out tomorrow. So we're talking a little bit about aviation. I don't know where this came from, but this was hilarious. I watched this online the other day, over the weekend. See how much time I spend preparing to interact with you, even over the weekend. I came across this pre-flight announcement made on a Frontier flight. Now, you know what they normally tell you on these pre-flight announcements about protecting yourself, you know, just in case that the plane crashes in water or whatever it is happens. I want you to listen to this take on the pre-flight announcements. Listen up. If you do decide to leave, you will not be allowed access back on board and parachutes are not included. <laughs> Here at Frontier Airlines, we like to keep up with all the latest fashion trends. In the event that this flight becomes a cruise, all of you lucky people get your own itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikinis beneath your seat. <laughs> Mine is the itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, and you get no polka dots. Once you're outside the aircraft, pull down sharply on the red tab that's on the front, or for those of you who love to make life difficult, you can blow into that red tube near your shoulder to blow. I mean inflate. The beautiful bikini is equipped with a water-activated light. How in the world that works, I have no idea. So if you figure it out, please do let me know. And if by chance yours does not inflate, well, grab your neighbor and hold on for dear life. <laughs> the location and use of life vests for your child that shows the most potential is located in that safety information card. If needed due to a loss of cabin pressure, four oxygen masks will drop from a compartment over your head. Ignore those and grab your nearest flight attendant to get some air. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Once you stop screaming, place that mask over your nose and your mouth. To adjust, pull on the elastic tabs on either side. Make sure to adjust your own mask before assisting your favorite child, another passenger, or your husband who's definitely screaming louder than you are. Isn't that hilarious? You know, the funny thing, if I had any reason to doubt this, I mean, for one, it's a video. You can so you can actually see the flight attendant holding up the life vest and the other things. But you also, you hear the engine revving up. It, it's really interesting. Uh, another quick funny item here. My daughter called me yesterday. Not exactly a very politically minded person. But she was just laughing up a storm. It's like, what is so funny? 
And she was telling me about a friend of hers who just got a barrage of emails from Nancy Pelosi about the election. These go back through August and September. I mean, I'm looking, and it's like she did a search and pulled up all these Nancy Pelosi fundraising emails. That's what they are. They're fundraisers. Telling you, please read before midnight. I mean, it's insane. And they address my daughter's friend, Michaela. Michaela, I want to pull back the curtain and explain why I need your $15 in the next 30 minutes. Democrats have a historic shot to expand our Senate majority with a win in the Georgia runoff. In an embarrassing turn of events for House Republicans, their majority will be one of the slimmest in modern history. And Democrats are on the verge of outraising Trump after his presidential announcement. Another one. This is incredible, Michaela. Since Donald Trump announced another hateful, divisive campaign for president, thousands of Democrats have stepped up and shipped in to defeat Trumpism. To ensure he never returns to power. For that, Michaela, I'm so grateful. But my team just alerted me. We're still 2,403 gifts short of our goal before the end of week deadline. I mean, <laughs> I'm glad my daughter and her friend are laughing about this. That's consolation that this message isn't resonating. Because it's just pure silliness. <laughs> just absolutely crazy over on the text line responding to that pre-flight announcement this person says boy these are skipping very quickly if I'm flying over land don't give me something inflatable give me something that's going to bounce. <laughs> Gigi, Vince, this is why I so love your show. I was driving, I was laughing. I was wondering what people were thinking. Anyway, love your show. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure those I mean they they had a blast. They were absolutely enjoying the entertainment provided there by the flight attendant. I want to quickly get to a story that's just blown my mind, and I can't say it surprises me in the least bit. Here's what's underway in the United Kingdom. Are you ready for this? Cat calling or wolf whistling. I never heard of wolf whistling. Is set to become a criminal offense in England with sentences of up to two years in prison, according to the Home Secretary, Suella Braverman. The embattled Home Secretary, who has so far failed to fulfill her main duty in stopping illegal immigration, announced she is back to change in the law to heavily penalize so-called street harassment. Street harassment. The law will come on top of existing legislation against sexual harassment, which is already a criminal offense. The new restrictions, which will come into effect next year, will criminalize public behaviors or gestures that are deemed to be intentionally made to alarm, distress, or harass someone based on their sex. Every woman should feel safe to walk our streets. We're putting the needs of victims at the heart of our decision, which will mean the criminals who commit these acts face the consequences they deserve. It's a complex issue. 
We've carefully considered the arguments, taking into account a range of views. Once passed, the legislation would criminalize intentionally walking closely behind someone as they go home at night, making obscene or offensive gestures or comments toward a person, obstructing a person's path, or driving or riding a vehicle slowly next to a person walking home. Penalties for such offenses, up to two years behind bars. To reinforce it, the, the idea is to reinforce a change in the culture that establishes it is completely unacceptable to abuse women in the streets. So catcalling is abuse. All right, folks, <laughs> stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Monday. <laughs> you know, I was sharing the story with you about catcalling so-called wolf whistles. Have you heard that expression before, by the way? Wolf whistles? What in the world are those? It's just weird. Nonetheless, this texter would like to know, Two years in jail for a wolf whistle? That's nuts. Well, of course it is. Welcome to the United Kingdom. <laughs> I'm warning you folks, this is the kind of thing that's probably coming here. I'm serious. It's probably on the way. It's just a matter of time, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the point, the... Folks in England are at right now. It's typically the way things happen. Western Europe. Isn't that wonderful? Time for us to take a look at the day in history. Total of eight questions. And how are you today, Chris? Doing good, thanks. Good. Let's see what we've got here. See if we can provide some great clues beginning in 1787. This state... This Keystone State ratified the Constitution, the second one to do so. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, indeed. 1901. This guy received the very first transatlantic radio broadcast in St. James, Newfoundland. Who is this radio guy? Was it Marconi? Marconi is correct. 1901 is the year, by the way. 1913, two years after this painting was stolen it's recovered in florence returned to the louvre there's the big hint mona lisa the mona lisa 1922 peter paul manufacturing trademarks this candy bar oh gee it's not one i don't know that i've ever had this before you know i probably have but it's uh I will give you a hint. There was a TV commercial that aired years ago. It was a jingle. And they said, Almond Joy has nuts. Mounds don't. There you go. Mounds don't. You got the next one. Mounds. And if you can believe it, Mounds was trademarked back in 1922. Some old chocolate there. 
1925, the first facility of this this type opened in San Luis Obispo, California, describing it as a place for drivers to stay. This was the very first what? Uh, Motel. Motel. Kind of a, it makes sense if you got people starting to drive and they're going on trips. They got to have somewhere to stay. 1980. Um, boy, how do I describe? I think this is an artist. His notebook sold for over five million dollars in 1980. Bill Gates bought it in 1994 for 30 million. I'm Isn't going to guess Picasso. It's actually Da Vinci. Okay. Um, yeah, Picasso died too recently to draw that much money. Okay. 1989, do you remember her, the Queen of Mean, sentenced to four years in prison for tax evasion? Yeah, oh, what's it? Leona Helmsley. Leona Helmsley is correct. And last but not least, we have SCOTUS announcing a decision that had a tremendous impact on presidential politics. What was it? Who were the plaintiffs in this particular case? Uh, what was the year again? 2000. Oh. I should know, but I'm not going to be able to think of it next. Oh, Bush Tuesday. versus Gore. That ended the 2000 election battle. That was pretty messy. I remember. Hard to believe that's been 22 years ago. Isn't that amazing? It's not that, is... that hard to believe when I think about how long ago other things were. And how uh, old we are getting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in context, it doesn't seem like, it does seem like 20 years ago, yeah. How about a ridiculous amount of money? We talked about money for, for uh, what was this that was uh, purchased? A notebook for $30 million? Well, not quite as much. U.S. News has a story about pricey pants from 1857. Selling for $114,000. Pulled from a sunken trunk, an 1857 shipwreck off the coast of North Carolina, work pants, auction officials describe as the oldest known pair of jeans in the world, sold for $114,000. This picture is pretty amazing, by the way. I mean, you know what's really crazy about this? When I look at this, in fact, I'll send this to you so you can see it as well, Chris. But it looks like the kind of pants that a lot of people are wearing today. You know, the distressed jeans? It's really uh, kind of interesting. Let me tell you a little bit more about this particular story because it's very intriguing. They pulled this from a sunken trunk, 1857 shipwreck. The oldest known pair of jeans in the world. White, heavy-duty miner's pants with a five-button fly. See, I thought the whole fly thing was new. But it was five-button fly among 270 Gold Rush-era artifacts that sold for nearly a million dollars in Reno. I'm looking right at them. It looks like something uh, Menudo would wear. It looks, it looks <laughs> like... You know, the Rico Suave uh, dance troupe. Yes. It looks like yes. part of their uniform. <laughs> you hit that right on the head. 
This is absolutely um, crazy. By the way, they say these are not Levi's. Uh, they are miners' work pants, but they do look like something that uh, you could pick off the shelf today. It's it's pretty amazing, absolutely amazing. That's all the time we have for the broadcast today. Thank you very much for joining us. Have yourselves a great day. Be safe out there. God bless you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.